Good morning, folks, and a very warm welcome to worship at Paisley St George's. Take a moment to say hello to the folks around you, especially if you don't know one another that well. Because we're beginning to recognise faces now a wee bit better than we were for a while when we were all wearing masks. There are one or two intimations this morning. A wee bit about next Sunday. We're having a church party next Sunday in after morning service to celebrate the Queen's Jubilee and everyone is most welcome. If you wish to come along, it would be great if you could put your name into one of the silver boxes so we know how many people to cater for. There will be a charge of £5, if I'm right, for this, which is payable to Anne and her team in the hall for the next few Sundays. And I think they're also taking money for the trip that's coming up on the 18th of June. We're having a bus trip, or sorry, coach trip, to... Peebles and to Trahir House. So a whole day away, leaving here at 10 o'clock and being back about 8.30 in the evening. And booking slips and the boxes are at all the entrances. The duty rota, the new duty rota will start in mid-July. And this is a chance to think if you're not on that rota, maybe it is something that you could do because we're looking for people who can bring the offering forward to welcome people at the door, to take a turn of beadling, and there's the tea bar rota. And I'm sure there's other rotas that I have forgotten about. But if you can help with any of those, please let us know. And if you can email Margaret, and her email address is on the intimations. A wee note to say that we're delighted to announce that £635 has been sent to Christian Aid from a collection over the past few weeks. So that is a really good result and that money will be well used around the world to support people. Finally, it is with sadness that I intimate the deaths of two of our members. Firstly, that of John Graham. John's funeral took place last week. Secondly, one of our elders, Anne Aird, died on Monday the 23rd of May. Anne's funeral will take place this Thursday, Thursday the 2nd of June at 10.30 at Woodside Crematorium. And just for the sake of clarity, it will be at the top chapel. I think there's been a wee bit of debate as to where it will be but it will be at the top chapel and I would ask that you would keep both families in your prayers. These are all the intimations so we gather in person and online to worship God. So come let us pray and sing hymns to the Lord. Let us seek his blessing on those to whom we witness to both friends and strangers, those in the community around us and those far across the world, may we be as one household in Christ. Now, for those of you that keep up to date with the church calendar, Wednesday marked the ascension of Jesus Christ. It marked his return to heaven to sit with his Father. So we sing of this as we worship God by standing if able to sing.
hymn 436, Christ triumphant, ever reigning, hymn 436. morning our opening prayers will be led by Stuart, one of our elders and a member of the choir. Will you join me in prayer? Let us pray. Loving God, we are grateful that we can come together this morning to worship you with praise, prayer and the preaching of your word. We confess we have not always been diligent in giving up some time to think on the many blessings you have surrounded us with. Creator God, 
You have given us a world of beauty and grandeur for us to live in. We give thanks for the infinite variety of species that form the pattern of life. The birds, the beasts, the flowers and trees, and all the resources of this world. We give thanks for the variety of the peoples of this world and pray that all will learn to treasure these gifts you have given us. We give thanks for the variety of our own lives, things we have done and things that we have learnt for those that we love and those who care for us. We give thanks for the variety of ways in which people serve us with advice and learning, with skills and training. We give thanks for all we have received from you and that we are given the opportunity to serve others. Grant us the vision of who we are and what we can offer others in your name. All this we offer in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The world in which we live is a troubled world. We only have to listen to the news to know this. The 19 children and two adults shot dead in Texas. The continuing war in Ukraine. The threat of famine as vast stores of wheat are trapped. The continuing saga of Downing Street and the questions of morals and ethics and integrity. The world is a troubled place, but nothing is beyond God's healing power. The restorative love of Jesus and the grace of God. And both of this morning's Bible passages show us, tell us just what is to be gained by choosing to follow Jesus. In the book of Acts, we're told that we will be released from all that binds us. And in Revelation, we hear of Christ's return to earth and we have promised entry into God's holy city. This morning, I've chosen to separate the two scripture readings and to reflect on them individually. Now, readings this morning will be read for us by Stuart. Our first lesson is taken from Acts chapter 16, reading from verse 14 to verse 34. And this describes some of the things that happened to Paul in Philippi. One of those who heard Paul was Lydia from Thyatira, who was a dealer in purple cloth. She was a woman who worshipped God, and the Lord opened her mind to pay attention to what Paul was saying. After she and the people of her house had been baptized, she invited us in. Come and stay in my house if you have decided that I am a true believer in the Lord and she persuaded us to go. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had an evil spirit that enabled her to predict the future. 
She earned a lot of money for her owners by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God. They announce to you how you can be saved. She did this for many days until Paul became so upset that he turned round and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I order you to come out of her. The Spirit went out of her that very moment. When her owners realized that their chance of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them to the authorities in the public square. They brought them before the Roman officials and said, These men are Jews, and they are causing trouble in our city. They are teaching customs that are against our law. We are Roman citizens, and we cannot accept these customs or practice them. And the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas. Then the officials tore the clothes off Paul and Silas and ordered them to be whipped. After a severe beating, they were thrown into jail, and the jailer was ordered to lock them up tight. Upon receiving this order, the jailer threw them into the inner cell and fastened their feet between heavy blocks of wood. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake which shook the prison to its foundations. At once, all the doors opened and the chains fell off the prisoners. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he thought that the prisoners had escaped. So he pulled out his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul shouted at the top of his voice, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for a light, rushed in, and fell trembling at the feet of Paul and Silas. Then he led them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your family. Then they preached the word of God to him and to all the others in his house. At that very hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds, and he and all his family were baptized at once. Then he took Paul and Silas up into his house and gave them some food to eat. He and his family were filled with joy because they now believed in God. And here ends the first lesson. Thank you, Stuart. I'd like to share with you a reflection from Sheila Walker's book, Contemporary Reflections. And this is entitled, Chain Reactions. Chain Reactions. It all began with a slave girl, chained not only to her owner, but to that spirit, spirit of Apollo, python spirit, demon spirit, whispering the future to the fearful, infiltrating, insinuating, taking control, making as well as telling fortunes to line her master's pocket. Poor girl, locked into a life of abuse of body, mind and spirit. 
Or is she? With God, every prediction can be shattered, every chain broken, nothing inevitable except his dying and undying love. Then the next link in the chain, her owner, changed himself to the demon greed, breeding anger, breeding violence, breeding lies, seizing hold of the innocent, abusing, falsely accusing, inciting hatred, inviting prejudice, all to mask his love of mammon. Rich man but locked in a vice, heart and conscience clamped. Or is he? God has paid the price of our self-interest, broken every chain. Each of us can be stamped with the seal of his ownership, if such is our will. And then, a tangle of links, the crowd, chained as always to feelings, swayed by unlaid ghosts, chat show hosts, potential boats, protesting their rights. Hey, join the fray! finding a voice, finding a moment of meaning to punctuate their monotone life's sentence. Fickle crowd, locked into the to and fro of maverick emotion. Or are they? With God, every deceitful heart can be stifled, can be stilled, every chain broken. He can be the measure of their mind and the anchor of their soul. And now the magistrates, the Roman praetors, chained to their office, judging, not without fear or favour, judging rather from fear of reprisals, judging to favour political masters, ignoring the need for evidence. Beat them now, ask them later. Out of sight, out of mind, law and order at any price. Rough justice locked into the system of might is right. Or are they? With God, all pursuit of power can be checked, every chain broken. Only those who bow the knee to Christ will be allowed to rule. And so to another tangle, this time of prisoners, chained by their feet, their clay feet, because of wickedness, weakness, ignorance, reaping just or unjust rewards. Deserving or undeserving, ganged up, banged up, bound by the strong Roman arm of the law. Captives, locked not only in cells, but into wrongdoing. Or are they? With God, every failure can be forgiven, every chain broken. We fell foul of the law, but he was sentenced. The door to heaven is open. And so to the final link, the jailer, chained by the chance of being an underling, not worth the risk, jobs worth, much as my life is worth, got to keep the bosses happy, locks, stocks, key carrying, card carrying, don't blame him, he's only doing his job. Little man, locked in by the everyday pressures of keeping a wife and kids. Or is he? With God, all vulnerability can be reassured, every chain broken. He has promised to keep us safe. 
and keeps his word. Links in a chain, a chain of events. But what will it take to trigger the chain reaction? Well, first, take a man of God, filled with the Spirit of God, filled with the fire of God. Then send him into the situation. Light the blue touch paper and blow your mind, for demons are recognised and exorcised. All hell is let loose as injustice has her way for a day. Men who are bleeding and sore and should surely be broken shout for joy and pray and sing and the earth quakes and breaks iron. But prisoners refuse to escape. The jailer's persuaded to stay his sword, stay to hear the way of salvation, the way to enjoy a freedom that flies in the face of abuse and greed and self-interest, injustice and weakness and vulnerability. Every chain is broken. Every chain is broken as every man, woman and child is invited to be washed clean, to come and sit and eat, to be filled with joy and to walk free. Amen. The words of Sheila Walker. And as we sing our next hymn, when we come to verse 4, we will sing the words, My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. Hymn number 396. And can it be that I should gain? Hymn 396.
And now Stuart will read our second scripture passage. Our second reason reading is taken from the book of Revelation, from Revelation verse 20, chapter 21, verses 12 to 14, 16 to 17, and then 20 to 21. Um, and this is a description of the New Jerusalem, the city of the New Jerusalem. The city had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels in charge of the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of the people of Israel. There were three gates on each side, three on the east, three on the south, three on the north, and three on the west. The city's wall was built in 12 foundation stones, on which were written the, the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The city was perfectly square, as wide as it was long, and the angel measured the city with his measuring rod. It was 2,400 kilometers long and was as wide and as high as it was long. The angel also measured the wall. And it was 60 meters high, according to the standard unit of measure which he was using. The wait, wait, I've lost the place now. <laughs> uh, the fifth onyx, the sixth. Um, yes, this is correct. The fifth onyx, the sixth chameleon, the seventh yellow quartz the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chalcedony, and the eleventh turquoise, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each gate was made from a single pearl. The street of the city was of pure gold, transparent as glass. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Stuart, I have an apology to make to you and everyone else. It should have been chapter 22. <laughs> I don't know what I have done. Mia culpa. I know you did. And I knew it was a whole lot of bits, and I thought I'll be fine. So, will I read? Stuart, would you be offended if I read the. No, no thank you. <laughs> oh. So, chapter 22. I don't know where I typed 21 from, but never mind. Chapter 22, verses 12 to 14, and thereon. Listen, says Jesus, I am coming soon. I will bring my rewards with me, to give to each one according to what he has done. I am the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Happy are those who wash their robes clean, and so have the right to eat the fruit from the tree of life and to go through the gates into the city. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to announce these things to you in the churches. I am descended from the family of David. I am the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride says, come. Everyone who hears this must also say, come. Come, whoever is thirsty. 
Accept the water of life as a gift, whoever wants it. He who gives his testimony to all this says, Yes, indeed, I am coming soon. So be it. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with everyone. Amen. Alpha to Omega. Jesus Christ coming soon. A to Z, beginning to end, eternity, infinity, all time, complete, first and last. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, descendant of David, bright morning star, chasing away the darkness. Jesus Christ invites us all, you and me, all, come. He invites us to invite others to say, come, come all who are thirsty, accept the water of life. Jesus Christ is coming soon, so be it. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. As I've said before, Revelation is full of vivid imagery and description, as we heard Stuart read. And Revelation talks of the end times. It talks of the time when God will once again rule the earth. Jesus' certain return will reverse the curse of Genesis. Adam and Eve's descendants, all of us, will live with God in his garden city. The city that's 2,600 kilometres long and wide and high. We will live with God there and we will be able to eat from the tree of life. What is our job? Well, our job is to be ready. Our job is to be ready for his return. But note the specific entry conditions. Only those who have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb can enter. It's not our good works, but only Christ's blood on the cross that redeems us from the consequences of sin and ushers us into God's new Jerusalem. In verse 14, where these words come from, it's often translated as happy are those who wash their robes clean. But other translations have it as blessed are those who do his commandments. But we know from the gospel, from the good news, that we're told there that through the love of Jesus, we are to love the Lord our God with all our hearts and souls. And we're to love our neighbours as we love ourselves. And we know too from the Gospels and from Christ's death and resurrection that our sins are forgiven through the love of Jesus. If you like, our robes are washed clean. And so at the end, we will be invited to eat of the tree of life and to enter into God's holy city. And Jesus, well, he wants us to be sure of our destination, life with God in his holy city. And today's readings the verses in between it omits the list of those who will be excluded. Excluded because of their actions, because of the continuing choices made. And the choice of verses for today from Revelation focuses on the good news of Jesus and focuses on how his followers should be. For Jesus, Jesus, as Revelation tells us, is the morning star. The morning star chasing away the darkness of the night. The morning star is the herald of the day, the herald which chases away that darkness. And confronted by Jesus, the night of sin and death flee away. 
Jesus Christ, the bright morning light. And when I read those words, what came into my mind was the description of Jesus on the mountaintop when he was transfigured. Remember the Sunday he went up the mountain with Peter and James and he was transfigured. He met God and he met Moses and he met Elijah and he was changed. Jesus, the bright morning light. And then the spirit and the bride say, come. The bride is the church and no matter how we interpret it, the spirit is God and it may well be taken to be Jesus. Identified the spirit and the bride say, come. Christ and his church join in the invitation to us, to everyone, to accept all that Jesus Christ has to offer. And for us, simply to accept this invitation is not quite enough. For Revelation tells us that everyone who also hears and accepts this invitation must then go on to say to others, come. Remember Jesus' words, go and make disciples of all people. That is what we are called to do. We are called to go and say to other people, come. And this statement symbolises the great truth that every Christian is to be a missionary. Those who have been found, been found by Christ must find others for Christ. That's our job, our task, our responsibility to go and say to others, come, come and meet the risen Jesus. Those of us who have found, been found by Christ must find others for him. And then the third section. The third section is an invitation to all thirsty souls to come to Jesus in order that their need might be satisfied. And that reminds us of God's great invitation from Isaiah. Lo, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you that have no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And surely it reminds us of the words of Jesus himself, where Jesus said, Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. For in Christ alone, the longing of the soul can be satisfied. Our deepest needs can be filled. And not just filled, filled to overflowing. For that is what Jesus offers to each and every one of us. And Revelation promises us what is to come. And there is in a way both pathos and glory in the way in which the book of Revelation ends. Amid the terrible persecution of his day, the one thing which John, the writer of Revelation, longed for was the speedy return of Christ. And that hope was never realised in the way in which he expected, the way in which he yearned for. But we can never doubt that Christ nevertheless abundantly kept his promise. He keeps his promise that he would be with his own even to the end of the world. Then will come the glory. But come what may, John, the writer of Revelation, was sure of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he was equally sure that it was sufficient for all things. And it's surely symbolic and fitting that one of the last words of the Bible is the word grace. Or as I have heard it put, grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. That's what we're offered, grace, God's riches at Christ's expense.
So may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with everyone. Be with us all. Amen. <clears throat> In our next hymn, hymn 477, we sing of Christ's coming again. Lo, he comes with clouds descending. Hymn 477.
that the choir sing the anthem, our offerings will be brought forward. Thank you, choir, and thank you, Alan. Let's now come to God with our prayers. Let's pray. God, our Father, Lord, you set us free from our shackles of sin, a freedom that is available to all who believe. You do not discriminate, but love all inclusively. Thank you for your free gift of salvation, for washing us clean and quenching our thirst with your living water. Thank you for reaching out to all who thirst. How joy bubbles up in us when we drink. A powerful joy that can be experienced in the most wretched circumstances. When we come and open our hearts to you, we are welcomed into your family, belonging and loved, as much as you, the Father's beloved Son, our hearts are full of love. Thank you for blessing us and lighting up our souls. And as a token of our thanksgiving, we have made our offerings and we ask your blessings on all that we offer, money, time and talents. We ask too that you would grant wisdom to church office bearers, local and national, that they and we would be good stewards of all that is given. Lord God, as we bring you our prayers for others, we remember the words of Matthew's Gospel. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. Compassionate God, we long for our children and schools to be safe and our hearts are breaking at the tragedy in Texas. We pray for those who have been killed and injured, 
for children and teachers traumatised by the shooting, for grieving families, for the emergency services, and for those entrusted with the making of gun laws. Lord Jesus, come into our world afresh and turn longing and loss into belonging and comfort. Loving God, we so long for the world to be at peace, but war rages on. So we pray today for those who live in war zones, especially in Ukraine where the battles are intensifying and the casualties are rising but also for those places that have slipped out of the news where fighting continues. We pray for all who have been displaced from their homes as a consequence of war and oppression. Lord Jesus, come into our world afresh and turn longing and fear into belonging and peace. Generous God, we so long for every child to be fed and for every community to thrive, but hunger and poverty blight the lives of so many. We pray for those turning to violence and crime to get what they need, for those protesting and campaigning, and for the places where there is civil unrest due to the cost of living. We pray for a fair sharing of the earth's resources, and for ethical farming practices and trade deals. Lord Jesus, come into our world afresh and turn longing and scarcity into belonging and plenty. Wise God, we pray for politicians and those in power in Scotland, in the UK and around the world. We pray for those engaged in diplomacy across the family of nations and for all those who abuse power. We pray for transparency and accountability for all those who hold public office. Lord Jesus, come into our world afresh and turn longing and power into belonging and servanthood. Living God, we pray for your church around the world and in this place. We long to see your kingdom come, come and we ask that we, you will use us to be your hands and feet and voice, wherever there is need or isolation or grief. We pray you will help us to be good stewards of your creation, good listeners where people are struggling, and good companions where people are searching for you. We pray for the folks of this congregation and parish, giving you thanks for the good news of new arrivals. We pray for those who are ill, for all who are awaiting test results, for those who are dying, and for those who are mourning the death of a beloved family member or friend. Today we remember especially the families of John Graham and Anne Eard. In this moment of silence, we bring you our prayers for people and situations close to our hearts. Lord Jesus, come into our world afresh 
and turn longing and loneliness into belonging and fellowship. Come, Lord Jesus, come soon. Amen. We sing again as the children come back from Ice Cream Sunday. And I think today they've had plenty of time to eat their ice creams. So we sing hymn number 184. Sing to the Lord a joyful song. Hymn 184. what you've been doing what ha- but tell me anyway what have you been doing you were learning about the Queen's Jubilee and what's that all about what's that all about um, your majesty <laughs> Queen Haley what's that all about how long she's, how long she's been the Queen for how long has she been the Queen for been. 70 years. 70 years? Yeah. Gosh, that's longer than I've been alive. I'll admit to that bit. But some people in here will remember the Queen's coronation. Not many, but some will. Oh, I know. 
So what have you been doing to celebrate? We had a party. You had a party? Wow. Was it good? Yeah, and you've got your Union Jacks there to wave. And you've all got different faces. So who have we got? Who have you got? You've got Prince Charles. And we've got Prince Harry. And Prince William. And Kate Middleton, the Duchess of Cambridge. Thank you. And we've got the Queen. Wow. You're the... Oh, oh, I'm not going to... I'm not... You're all excellent. You're all important, just like everyone here is important because we all matter. But it's really good to celebrate when people have big anniversaries and I don't think there'll be another 70th Jubilee for a long, long time. I know, and there's, do you know, we'll celebrate all sorts of things. So next Sunday we're going to celebrate the Queen's Jubilee. But today, I think there's folks celebrating the birth of their first grandchild. There's folks celebrating their 80th birthday, there's folks celebrating their 82nd birthday, and probably lots of other things that I don't know about. But it's good to celebrate, and it's good that we can come into church and give thanks to God for all that he has done for us. Now, I have got a note here that I'm delighted to see. And this note says, there is plenty of ice cream left if grown-ups want to join us for ice cream sundaes, banana splits, or 99s, please do. Now, I'm going to the door, but please, 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 will somebody keep me an ice cream? Because I would love an ice cream. Now, what I said last week was that this is the last ice cream Sunday till probably August, till August probably, and Sunday school will start back when the schools start back. But we'll still be here every Sunday. And I will probably bring my bag every Sunday and there'll be something in it for you to find out about and some bits and pieces for you to do. So if you're not away on holiday, you're very welcome to be with us every Sunday because we love to see you here. We really do. Hayley, Freya, Joe. I'll come back in a minute. Miller, Ben, Alexander and... Dennis, we love to see you. So please keep coming to join us when and if you can. And now we're going to sing from St George's Praise. And I'll need to go and look and see what it is because I don't trust my memory. We're going to sing, oh, we've got flags too, so it's perfect. We're going to sing number 16, I've got that joy, joy, joy. Oh no, that the one I'm thinking of is Joyce the Flag Flying High. Oh, I'm not very good at this. We can still wave our flags, yes. So, number 16, I've got that joy, joy, joy down in my heart.
we have come together and now you send us out with your blessing. As we go out, come, Lord Jesus. As we go home, come, Lord Jesus. As we go to work, school or college, come, Lord Jesus. Wherever we are, be with us, Lord Jesus. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all whom you love this day and forevermore. Mm -hmm.